0: Welcome to The Way Podcast, Mind, Body, and Spirit. The Way is a community of believers established with the sole purpose of serving others. I will be your host, Doug Sauer, and each week we bring in key leaders of The Way to discuss healing of the mind, body, and spirit through the Lord Jesus Christ. All the members of The Way want to sincerely say thank you for listening each week and look forward to building a strong, positive, faith-based community together with you. And so, without further ado, let's join in this week's episode. Hey, how's it going, everyone, and welcome back to The Way Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Sauer, and today we have back on the show Lisa Eden and Sheila Muller. How are we doing today, ladies?
1: Doing great, Hi, Doug. Doug. How are you?
0: Oh... I am doing all right, I guess, with all the madness that's going on. You know, I don't know how we cannot not talk about the coronavirus as it has completely disrupted, I guess you could say, everybody's life. So it's definitely impacting the economy drastically. Seems like everybody's in a complete panic here and there and just You go into the stores and everything's gone and people are, you know, not being able to go to work, you know, and then kids are at home and it just seems like it's just never ending. I would say, you know, just with all of the chaos that's going on, you know, how do we find peace during all of this chaos?
1: Yeah, it's hard. It's work to find peace in this chaos because it's scary. Every time you turn on the news, every time you're on social media... There's like a new order for you know staying at home or a new order for social distancing. It's hard. It's constantly changing. So when you get used to one piece of it, it changes again. And it's just scary because it's affecting everybody. But like you and I were talking about a little earlier, if you look at the big picture of that, that's actually kind of cool. We are all in this together, no matter what, no matter the color of our skin, no matter how much money we make, no matter... How old we are, how young we are, uh, no matter what country we're from, no matter what religion we are, we're all in this together, all of us. And as scary as it is, it can also be this really great opportunity to just re- reflect and choose to make some different choices. Like for instance, our topic this month is peace, which is pretty appropriate, especially now, but before the pandemic really started affecting everybody's lives, I had this great plan for Lent for peace, and I was rocking it. It was going really well. I was just really spending some quiet time with God, just trying to listen to Him, as opposed to me constantly talking and praying out loud to God or praying my prayers. I just had a kind of had a flow going, and then I had to adjust because now my flow is very different. You know, my son's home all the time, my husband's home all the time. Part of my flow was going to morning Mass. I can't do that anymore. So I really have to kind of think outside of the box to find my peace.
2: Um, it's so amazing. Huh? Amazing. Because when we did the last podcast, which just came out today, that was before everything hit the fan. You know, we, we knew about coronavirus. We knew that it was affecting people in Italy. And it really hadn't become a big deal here yet. They closed college campuses, but they hadn't decided whether or not our local schools were going to be closing or not. And so it was just kind of like, oh, gosh, this this is a weird thing on the radar. And So here we are one week later, and it's so different. Now a lot of people are having to stay home. A lot of people are being infected. A lot of things have changed as far as um, before it was the possibility. And now it's coming here, you know, and that's one week. So when this podcast airs in one week, how much different might our circumstances be? They might be completely different. It's just like what you're saying, Lisa. The idea is that peace in the midst of chaos only means that your center has to be in the one immovable thing, which is God. Absolutely. Yeah. Crazy that we have to find that without holy sacrifice of the mass. I never would have thought that that would be part of it. And when we did our podcast last week, that wasn't the case. It's literally never been the case that they've completely canceled Catholic mass. You can't have a mass. I mean, a, a priest can say a mass in private, but people can't go to church. So that's that's again an unforeseen possibility. So in a week who knows, you know how different things will be. They'll be different for sure. I mean this isn't going away. And so just the knowledge of that, you know what the, the other thing is the ultimate difference to this life is the next life and it's coming for all of us, you know? And so it's silly to try to live in the way we've always lived because that's not how we prepare for heaven. The only way to prepare is on what's eternal and to work toward that and just do the best thing you can do every single day.
1: Right. And this is a really great opportunity to think outside of the box and to do things differently and not just to do your same old rituals that you always did because now those aren't available. So you need to make new ones, which can be really beautiful and really cool. Like just going to mass this morning, which was in my living room, watching it on TV was just so cool. Like it was sad on one hand that I couldn't be at mass with all of my you know fellow parishioners and Actually, be in person, you know, in our church with our priest. But it was pretty cool just to be in the living room. And then after the homily, my husband and I had a discussion about it. You know, it was cool. It was just neat and different.
2: Yeah, we had we had mass in the living room too, (laughs) in our PJs, all of us. (laughs) It was cool. It was really neat. Yeah, it was was neat to experience it in that way with our own pastor. Since Father Mike is having his uh, well, the whole mass actually on on the YouTube channel at Sacred Heart, which is really a wonderful opportunity for us to kind of stay connected. I mean, like Gabby yeah, Cook did the reading, you know, and we saw a lot of uh, hometown faces that were there. So that was great.
1: Yeah, it was really great. Thanks, Natalie Cook, for that. And everybody that helped to make that happen and work, it does really help. And then just seeing everybody's Facebook posts about it is really cool, too. Like, hey, I was with you today. Yeah, no, you were, but you weren't. And it's just, it was cool. I, I've also been doing the Divine Mercy Chaplet at 2 p.m. I haven't done it every day, but it's with Dave, and I can't remember his last name, but he is a composer, a Catholic composer. It's beautiful and just a beautiful way to pray. I know David Haas also has a really cool Facebook presence, some music, and some prayers. It's beautiful. It's just really cool because you feel actually somewhat even more connected. I mean, how lucky are we that we have technology that can keep us connected? How can yeah. you still stay connected to the people you love? And today I didn't have any games to go to. I didn't have to go to mass or choir practice. I didn't have to leave my house at all. And I had all this extra time. So I wrote, I wrote out some cards. I can't remember the last time I actually wrote a card and really took some time to just put a lot of thought and a lot of feeling and a lot of love into cards for people I care about, which in my fast-paced, busy life, I might shoot them a text and say, hey, thinking about you, love you. But now it's slower. Pace is slower. I don't have anywhere to be. I have time to do things like that, which was really cool today. So, really neat thing. So I think you can make some really cool things happen. Son actually right now my 11-year-old son Justin is writing a card with some pictures and drawing some things for my uncle who has severe COPD so he's been stuck in his home for a while and will be probably for longer. So we can do some really neat things with it. But on the other side of that it's also scary. So much fear, so much anxiety. And so much grief. There's a lot of death out there. And there's so big grief, like profound grief. Like a good friend of mine's father passed away. And throughout the week from the time he died to the time they had services, every day, the guidelines changed for what she could do and how she could celebrate his life. Um, and it ended up being no mass. And I don't think there was mass. And just her siblings and the priest at the funeral home.
2: And, yeah, the, it, you know, Things are like, changing so quickly. Like last, yeah, last week right. when we did the podcast, Leah was saying that, you know, this was something that was affecting the elderly and people with, you know, autoimmune problems or immune immune system problems. And then between the time that we recorded it and the time that it aired, she had to intubate a healthy 30 year old person who had gotten the virus. So that person's in really critical condition. It's so true. Things are changing in a, in a scary way. And we were probably all at least to some extent a little bit thinking about you know getting sick or what it would be like to be sick or um people that we love like facing the end of their lives and and again you know it's it's really true the only thing with things changing as quickly as they are the only thing that we can do to maintain peace is to to keep our eyes focused on the one thing that never changes our commitment to serve him in in any situation you know you wake up in the morning and you say at least i try to wake up in the morning and be grateful i'm not always successful in remembering to be grateful when i first wake up but i I always try to at least offer a little bit of a prayer of your will be done. And when I get to work and I'm working with people, that's what I'm constantly praying as I work with people, you know, that God's will be done in every situation. And that gives me so much peace because like sometimes I might be working with someone and I don't have a positive outcome or they don't, you know, like what I did, or maybe their vertical doesn't get better or their knee doesn't stop hurting. But it's always God's will. You know, it's I, I trust that it's always God's will because that's all I'm asking for, that's all I'm looking for. So then, you know, you can be happy with the, un- the outcome no matter what it is, because we have faith, you know, that his will is going to eventually work for our our betterment.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you, Lisa. What you said earlier, just as far as you being just in a good place and you were a little more uh, focused on what you were doing, uh, you know, like me personally, I have been in the best like mental state I have ever been in in my life. Now, all of a sudden, all of that was turned upside down it seems like within you know a week's time i don't even really know what to do or you know what's next because nobody does how do we know what is the right thing to do
1: yeah that's a great question because i think we're constantly asking ourselves that question like you know should i go volunteer at the food pantry or should i go to church and pray or should i just stay in my house where some of us like, should we go to work or should we not go to work? Or what's the responsible thing to do with all of this news that's out there? It's hard to know. It's hard to know what the best thing is to do. But I think Sheila's right. I think turning to God is always the best thing to do. It's not always the easiest thing to do when we're scared and fearful, but certainly the best thing to do. But and what I've really noticed and have just had to really do a lot of self-monitoring because... If I am watching the news too much or if I'm on social media too much, I will just feel myself get more and more anxious. And I, in general I'm not an anxious person, but is I'm lucky that that is not a thing for me, but it is so easy and it's almost like this constant turn it off or I mean it's important to stay informed, but It's also important to have some balance and you can't watch it all the time and you need to be careful like which outlets you're watching because sometimes as if it's not sensational enough, they make it even more dramatic. So I think for me, it's just this constant reminder or as soon as I feel kind of in my chest, this clenching of, oh my gosh, what's the right thing to do? Or is anybody in my family going to get sick? Or how should I handle this? It's just to turn everything off. Try to go somewhere by myself, which is not always easy in a house with people in it. Take some deep breaths. Try to do some centering prayers. Something just to calm myself down. Because it is so easy to just get caught up in that panic that we had talked about earlier. So easy. Our church is open from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. during the day. That people can just come in and pray quietly. That has really helped me. Lots of listening to me. I've listened to music a lot. Music's kind of my thing. So listening to songs that just touch my heart help me to relax and then reaching out to others. That, that's probably one of the biggest things for me um, that I find peace. If I can reach out to others and share my love to them, that's probably one of my biggest ways. Yeah. It's what's so true about peace is that if you're, it's like when you're trying to meditate or contemplate or or relax, and you think like, oh, I got to relax, I got to relax, you know, you get all ate up and wound up about trying, and then you never relax. And the same thing with peace, like, oh, my gosh, I just have to figure out how to settle down or calm down. And, you know, you go on some extravagant vacation, or you go shopping, or you do your stress, whatever it is, you talk about gossip about someone who's been driving you crazy. I mean, we have other socially acceptable ways of describing those things, like venting, you know, and whatever, like uh retail therapy, <laughs> and things like that. But peace doesn't exist in those places. And the more you try to look for it in those places, and especially like trying to find peace in a relationship with a friend, and you spent your entire time that you have to converse with that friend, discussing the flaws of someone else, peace isn't there. You know, it doesn't exist there. You have to find peace just by finding God, you know, and Christ told us in His parting words to us that His gift to us was peace. You know, so there's no reason to go chasing after it with all the things that, you know, you think are going to make you feel better, like yoga, you know, or like, I'm nothing against yoga. I'm just saying, you know, something that's outside of that, like getting a massage and that there's anything wrong with getting massage either. But that's not where peace is. Peace is in God. And then all of those things can maybe, you know, add to it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah it's such a horrible time, but it's also such an awesome time to like figure things out. You know, it's like everything is on hold, you know, it's like everything is just stopped. So it's like almost a perfect time to really just sit back and just take in, you know, just, just to see every day is just so busy and busy and you don't really ever, I mean, you might get a second here and there, or, or maybe even an hour, you know, you might have an hour and then, You can shut everything off, you know, and then next thing you know, you're going right back at it. And it's just like, it's constant, constant. It's just, there's never a pause. It's a great time to really just figure your next step out instead of just sitting around freaking out. Maybe make a plan, you know, it's a good time.
1: Yeah. Perfect, perfect opportunity to be creative. Necessity is the mother of invention, you know? I mean, if you get in a situation where you can't be productive, like I can't do my job in the face of like, right now, if I take two weeks off work, am I going to lose all my business? You know, are people going to just go, oh, okay, well, two weeks off, and then then it's going to turn into two months off, and then it's going to turn into six months off, and they're going to find someone else, or they're going to go, you know, find something else to do? And is my business going to disappear? That's definitely something that's on my mind. It's possible. I mean, you know, it's definitely possible. Everyone can imagine that. Like if you have a... I've got clients that I've had for 10, 12 years now. I could imagine that if they had to take a month off of training with me, they might find someplace else to work out, you know, (laughs) which would be fine, you know, but, but again, those things are on your mind when you're making a decision. I I hope I'm making the right decision, you know, for the best to take a couple weeks off and make sure that, you know, it's safe to be, you know, in close contact with people. And, but it's funny how we'll let things rob our peace. If we also, if we're completely self-centered and self-conscious, like, If I thought I was no good, it'd be really easy for me just to go to work anyway when I know I shouldn't, you know, because you're trying so desperately to cling to like the one thing you got. Like, no, I mean, I've had this business for a long time. I don't want to let it go. And I think we're all that way. And it it is interesting with this virus because I can't imagine another scenario in which we would be facing this, you know. It's like, oh, Ugh. if I have to be locked in the house with my husband for two weeks, are we going to find out we don't even like each other? I mean, <laughs> I don't think so, you know, but still, if our centers, both of us, weren't on God, I mean, if we didn't love the Lord, maybe, maybe those realities, um, again, that we lose our peace over, you know, maybe it's because we are making decisions that are outside of the realm of God's will, because we aren't paying attention, you know, to His will for our lives. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is the time on so many different levels, you know, to think about... Like, I'm going to have to really take a serious look at myself and know who I am. Like, if I stay home from work for two weeks, that means I'm not going to have any distractions. You know, like, geez, <laughs> what is that going right. to be like? Yeah. Right. And I think everybody's is because it's all very yeah. uncertain. How long is this going to be? Um, how will it affect my income? How will it affect just me as a person? Like, you know, very much who I am is a therapist. Like, I, I'm lucky that I can... Do teletherapy if I need to with folks. And I actually, you know, can still go into the office because, you know, we're doing all the CPC guidelines stuff, but I think it's, it's a fear for everyone. Like what is happening? And then, okay, don't have my regular routine. Who am I? You know, yeah, I'm now a stay at home mom teaching my son. Yeah. fifth Grade. Wow. Well, I haven't done fifth grade, you know, since I was in fifth grade. So, um, so <laughs> It's hard, and but yet, again, if we look at it as just this really cool opportunity to be creative and to think outside of the box and to really incorporate God in everything we do, it, it goes really well. Like Justin even said, yeah, I love being homeschooled. Can I be homeschooled all the time? And granted, it was three <laughs> days, <laughs> like, so I'm sure after another week, I, it might not be so either fun for him or as it gets harder because I think they were very nice to us the first three days and only gave us a little bit of work. So we'll see how this coming up goes. Yeah, same kind of fear for the private school that our kids both go to, you know, like, oh my gosh, if we shut our doors down, you know, for the rest of the school year, are people going to homeschool? Are they going to send their kids to public school? Are they going to do something different? And anytime your foundation gets a little shake, like, am I going to be able to find another job? Am I going to be able to make any, you know, money in any other way? Am I going to it's not a little shake. No, it's definitely not it's a little shake. Yeah. This is a big shake and yeah. it's scary and lots of fear out there for everybody. And so uh, back to the question of like, what helps me find peace with all of this is focus on the present moment. What can I do yeah. in the present moment? Um, because I can't control the stock market. I can't control or do anything about the lost income or Financially, what our country is going to look like after everybody's home for a week or two weeks or a month or however long it will be. I can't control any of that. All I can control is what I choose to do in this present moment. And that probably is the number one thing that helps me to calm and helps me to remain peaceful is what can I do right now for myself, for my family, for others. And if you don't have, I, I feel like we've said this on every podcast, but if you haven't taken the time to recognize who you are and what a gift you are to God and to the rest of the world, then when you think about what's the best thing I can do in this present moment, my 401k is now worthless. I'm not going to be able to go to work for a couple of weeks. I'm not sure if I'm going to have a job when I get back. Okay. If I haven't taken the time to say, I am, I am not a paycheck, you know, then what you do in the present moment, It could, it could be different. You know, it could be like, Oh, I can't do this, or you could snap at someone else, you know, or there's so many different things could happen if you haven't taken the moment to think of who you are and whose you are and what your purpose is in this life, because you're not a paycheck. You know, you, you're, you're really set aside for something so much more than earning money. So, but not doing that work, you know, again, it's like, how could we have possible? Everyone's so ready to accuse, you know, like, Oh, we're not ready for this catastrophe. We don't have enough masks. We don't have enough beds. We don't have enough, you know, And the president isn't doing this well enough. And I don't want to get political, but like, you know, everybody wants to attack and accuse or like, you know, the people who are infected and quarantined are looking at us and saying, we're not doing it well enough. It's like, gosh, I mean, it's so easy to reach out and attack when in the present moment, you're panicking. And when you think of like, okay, what is the next thing I can do? I don't freaking know. (laughs) I don't know what the next thing is that I can do, you know? And so again, like if you haven't taken a second to remember who you are, you know, God's already promised us that thing is no harm is going to come to us you know, that he's got us, that we're safe, that he's already taken into account, you know, not to say that we're not going to suffer sometimes because we are. That's not going to be the future for us. The future for us is, you know, in heaven with him. Right. And suffering or pain or all this change or this trauma that's happening in our world is the perfect opportunity to grow. We don't grow when things are fine. We really, truly only grow and learn and get better. And, Be more creative when we're struggling, when hard stuff happens. Otherwise, we just coast. We just coast into the same old thing, the same old habits. You know, when when your job tree hasn't been shaken, when you haven't been fired, or when you haven't been told, we're going to have to make other arrangements if you need to be gone, or whatever whatever is happening to people out there, you know, if that doesn't happen, you aren't going to have the opportunity to see how resilient you are. But, But see how resilient you are. You're amazing. I mean, and again... So maybe some things and in your the life will have changed. A really great thing, yeah. And the possibility of the change being really profoundly great is there. Yeah, I always tell kids that, like, especially at the end of a losing season, I'm always like, you know, Michael Jordan wouldn't be Michael Jordan if he would have made his high school basketball team. You know, I mean, none of us would be. Or like in Finding Nemo. <laughs> Hopefully, I didn't already say this quote in the podcast <laughs> a different time. But if nothing ever happens to you, nothing's ever going to happen to you.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's funny.
1: That's so true. And it, it's, it's so wise, actually. That is so wise. I love it. it is. I was going to say, I think the biggest piece of advice for, for finding and maintaining peace is that don't try and find it. Don't strive for it or look for it or work for it because peace is a gift from God. Peace, Jesus said that my peace is my gift to you. My peace is what I'm leaving you. So it's a gift. You don't have to return it for a different size or exchange it or do anything with it. You already have the peace of Christ. And so the the idea is to not go like running around to try to prove that you're worth it or that you deserve it or that you should have it because you already have it. So the main thing is to find out who you are and what your triggers are and what are the things that keep you from just being still and knowing that God loves you and that His peace is part of His plan for you and that you can have it no matter what, whether you're going to church or not, whether you really believe that you have faith or not, whether you're... You know, 15 or 65 or whether you're sick or whether you're not sick, you already have the peace of Christ because it was given to you. So that's already yours. So now the trick is that you just stop doing all those things that you've been doing to try and find it and just be still for a second. Perfectly into what I wanted to share, which is Psalm 46:10. Be still and know I am God. That quote has been just running through my mind a lot. Is just be still because you're right, Sheila, he's already given us the peace. We just need to listen for it. We just need to listen right. to him, but we can't do that um, with all the noise. So be still and know I am God. Yeah. And there's people that will probably listen to Lisa's voice and she just sounds like such a peace filled person. Like some people have it and some people don't, but that's, it's really not the case at all. Everyone has it. We all have it. And it's really just a matter of how much time, you know, you've spent considering the hurt in your heart that keeps you from being willing to be still long enough
0: okay we hope you enjoyed today's episode and was able to take away a little inspiration to add to your day make sure to connect with the way on facebook and instagram at the way mind body spirit the way podcast is now available on all listening platforms where podcasts can be heard so make sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll be notified each week when a new episode is released Also, it would be greatly appreciated if you left us a five-star rating and positive review as that helps the podcast grow and and reach more and more communities. And if you have a friend that you think may enjoy these shows, make sure and share it with them as well. So with all that said, we hope you all have a great day. We will talk to you soon.
1: Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Bye. Bye.